All right. Um... Yeah, childhood nickname. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, so Natty. All right, I like that a lot. It's like Maddie. Yeah. All right. So, I guess a good baseline, since this is technically going to be my second episode, is to introduce ourselves. Hmm. Because I always forget that other people listening have no idea who either of us are. Yeah. And we just got to know each other on the trail. True. So, why don't you say, like, how old you are, and the name you want to be called, and whatever else, like your education status or something, so. Yeah, um, well, uh, my name's Nathaniel D. Dominicus. You can call me that, or you can call me Natty. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to stick with Natty. Yeah, most people go with that. Um, I'm 28. I'm from the East Coast. I studied science in college, and I haven't used the degrees since. Mm-hmm. Well, not specifically, but um, relatable. Yeah, worked at, worked at a media company for for like three, four years, and now I do analytics for like a tech related company. Wonderful. And honestly, like I don't know how long this episode is, but I just want to like get something down. And we had such we had such a great talk on the trail. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have like a lavalier or anything, like a little mic to attach oh, yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, the audio probably wouldn't have been good. No, the wind was like picking up in some areas too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were some times when the intensity of hiking was starting to get to me. My tongue was swelling up yeah, and I was yeah. going like huffing and puffing. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I very much prefer just to like sit down and chill and, you know, huff and puff on my vape stick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you seem, uh, you're a really smart person, I can tell, and a lot of the things you're talking about, whether about politics or just like societal issues and ideas, you know, you're coming at it from a pretty, a well-read and well-thought-out point of view, and a nuanced one, which I think is kind of the most valuable thing these days, mm-hmm. to your point about your cousin, or oh, par- yeah. parroting in general. You yeah, know. no, definitely, like, a likewise to you, like, that was a very stimulating conversation. I think it helps that maybe you you might share the same progressive viewpoints as me. I think right now they're less progressive as necessary, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, it's more like matter of fact of, like, we need universal health care in a age of pandemic mm-hmm. than before when it was just outstanding debt and, like, Right. You know, crippling access. Like, honestly, my road to becoming this far left as an individual, um, like, I was always pretty left, but it's definitely been radicalized the last, I want to say, six years. Sure. Yeah, I think think a ton of things have become more radicalized or just more, um, I don't know, top of mind and... Uh, what's the word? Not scandalous, but like controversial. Yeah, controversial. Over the past five years. Maybe it's the era of Trump. Maybe it's everything that led into it. I don't know. Uh, the spread of the internet, social media. There is a synergy. The, there's, there's a yeah, synergy exactly. about it. That's the best way to yeah. describe it. A synergy. A synergy. Yeah, there's a million different factors and they're all coming at once. Well, you know, to maybe shift gears off politics because... Mm. You know, right now I think like that's really thick in the air and we'll probably circle yeah. back to it naturally because it's just, it's that thick in the air and necessary to talk about. But this is technically supposed to be like about dating and mm. getting like a person, person's perspective on like your dating experience. Like you mentioned you got on these 
social media apps uh, aimed at dating, partially just to meet people. Yeah, yeah. Partially. I've, I've been in California yeah. for a year. I moved here three or four months before the shutdown of the coronavirus, and so it's obviously not been a great situation to meet people in a big place not that you ideal. Don't, don't know people, but I think I've made the most of it, and dating apps, whether I'm looking for someone to date or someone just to hang out with or just to meet someone new mm -hmm. has been like the only way to think about it. I mean, there are apps like they're group me or, or not. That's a chat thing. Bumble Me, has, meet up, I think. Yeah, no, Meetup. I'm on Meetup too, but Bumble has a friendship yeah, option, but I've that's not that. very lucrative. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think most people use it for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and when, when everything shut down, yeah. the use of like Meetup or like joining like an adult kickball league or whatever the hell I know. all ended. So it just all kind of dodgeball ended. <laughs> yeah. Any of that. So Aww. it's been, it's been harder to meet people, but yeah, I've used the apps to obviously, you know, meet girls that I'd be interested in romantically, but even just for the sake of like, yeah. I just want to hang out. Like, let's just, maybe this person could be a friend. You don't know. It doesn't hurt to expand your social circle where you can, if you're new for yeah. sure. Or even like if you're in a rut, like mm -hmm. that's also a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, how successful do you think you've been? With the dating apps? Well, you know, like just using it to get any kind of satisfaction like mm. you, you mentioned like there's a spectrum yeah. of goals so like how and there's also the fact that it's probably not even a priority to meet people it's just more of like if it can happen yeah totally when it can happen yeah it's not um it's not uh like super critical yeah but it is like you know the more we've been isolated and alone the more i'm i'm pretty introverted or like to myself person in a lot of ways but since this stuff happened i've realized how much i need like social interaction and friends and a group of friends yeah. and whatever but um the use of the app or the dating apps i don't know where the bar is like i don't know how successful most people are but i'd say average i mean i had i was seeing a girl that i met that we had like a lot of the same interests like we both played music and mm -hmm. whatever i was seeing her for a little bit mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i've met people that i connect with but, um, you know, things come and go, I guess. Yeah, no, they definitely do. What What do you play, by the way? I play mainly guitar was, like, my first instrument. I play the keys a little bit. Oh, I understand, so cool. like, music, so I, could, I produce a little. And I love to play the drums, but I'm not a drummer by any yeah, stretch no, you, of the imagination. You, you need, like, real strength. I think, like, uh, drummers and uh, people who rock climb, they're mm -hmm. both in the same category. Yeah, that's right. They're forearms. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> steel arms. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've always wanted to learn... Um, an instrument, yeah. and I think I have this idea to do a drag persona, uh, parroting um, Father John Misty. <laughs> I came up with this character called Reverend John Fogg. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> Reverend James Fogg. That's Reverend funny. James Fogg. And um, yeah, I was gonna do the whole like big fucking bushy beard, sunglasses, but hats, drag, but drag. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, cause obviously I'm. Yeah. Cis femme presenting, you know. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, music is, music's always been there for me in the sense of uh, like, it's been my biggest passion, I guess you'd say. You know, that is something I want to make a career out of and yeah. whatnot, but monetizing your art is a ever... Uh, ever going process and mission. It's part luck, and a lot yes, of it is sure. presence and hard work. Right. 
it's like it's like uh, statistics, right? It's like if yeah. you're showing up every day, you have a much better chance of of the luck than if you're spotty. Mm-hmm. And I've been spotty at different times for different reasons throughout my life, and yeah. so at this point. I feel like now's a better time than ever to just dive in fully. It's a it's a real hustle, you know, but yeah. like every hustle if you keep at it, like you said, it will the chances of it happening do pop up. Right. Um I think for me there's a lot of things I want to take on. So learning an instrument is just like low on the priority list unfortunately. Sure. But it's it's a soul thing. I come up with poetry. Mm-hmm. So I use that as like music in a sense yeah um i try to really work with words and the way that they sound and i try to make it as beautiful or impactful as possible within the pronunciation yeah and also the presentation all this stuff it's really really cool yeah and i think that's as close to an instrument as i'm getting so far right yeah and all those things are threaded together like even writing in prose or something something that doesn't necessarily rhyme i mean there is still a cadence and like a beat to the writing if it's good writing yes and um and it's also practice i'm sure yeah every most everyone sucks like you when you picked up a guitar you strummed it and you didn't know what you were doing but then you were taught and then you elaborate on those lessons and then it became something kind of like jazz is like you you know where the notes can take you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, and i respect that oh well yeah definitely um, a respectable, it's about showing up every day. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was like a teenager first learning to play music, it was, it was every day. Yeah. Um, and that's when most of the growth happens in like your ability or your yeah. comfortability with any of those artistic pursuits. But, um, and I do, I think they are so intertwined, whether it's writing, like the written word, spoken mm-hmm. word, lyrics, poetry, music, like yeah. the, the sonic aspect of music. It's all, I mean, it, it it all comes from the same place, which is just expression. And, like, we push this air out of our lungs mm-hmm. through certain filters of, of words and, and mouth movements. And what's the difference between having a conversation and singing is just a little tweak of, of how you're expressing something. And then an instrument of any kind is, again, just manipulating sound and using sound. And our first instrument was our voice and communication, language. It's all, to me, like... You know, well, I guess to be like poetic, you know, uh, the different branches of the same tree, and it really, are... it really is all there. Uh, and so I think if someone's artistic or creative yeah. in one realm, you know, it's not that surprising that they could be good at another one, or you know, and some people yeah. definitely specialize. But you know what I find always a little disheartening and also universal. Um, you have on one hand artists all unifying like yeah you know you could translate this into something else if Mm -hmm. you have the guide or the you know uh um drive for it and then on the other hand you have the science people who think with the left side of their brain who feel so alienated like like, i couldn't even draw a stick figure or whistle or anything like that and it's just like no you you too have the ability for this it's learned yeah it really really is learned i didn't I mean, I may have gravitated more toward this than that, you know, because there was something in my head that was like bright colors. Woo, wow. But everyone grew up drawing. 
-hmm. everyone grew up singing and right. dancing yeah. as a kid hopefully yeah right. hopefully let's cross the fingers <laughs> yeah the I people don't... who say like they don't like music like that's a... <laughs> there's like four of those people and yeah. i guess they're out there but they're they're not and also the people that maybe like didn't have the circumstance my child yeah. who was not always very happy but even mm -hmm. in those circumstances we always danced amongst each other we, we like sang i remember you know we had this keyboard and they had like the um preset functions where they had the program beats yeah and i pretended i had my own club oh, in nice. my room yeah. yeah and i just increased the volume and decrease i was like the dj like yeah, yeah. yeah. i was really lame i admit no it, but, but i mean i'm sure like that was fill in the blank like diplo yeah. had those same childhood imaginary moments yeah and then you pick a lane to follow through on and then you're that person that some kids are like envisioning they are and mm -hmm. it just keeps going mm -hmm. for sure yeah. yes no i i find it very disheartening that the science majors the math majors they grow up thinking like they can't do that anymore yeah it's it's something i come across a lot as a teacher oh okay yeah because i taught writing i taught uh creative writing and analytical writing mm. and analytical writing was so difficult for these science majors really i would think the analytical writing would be easier than like the creative well when they're students when they're freshmen or ju or sophomore or juniors, you know, like 17, 18, 19, in high school, they weren't expected to do that type of writing. Mm -hmm. But for their careers, they will be expected to do that writing. So in the midst of it, they had already like cycled out of that creative part. But they have to tap into the creative part in order to make innovation in whatever they do. Right. So it's, I just want to like, overturn this idea that creativity is only for the arts that's a good yeah it's a good way to say it yeah it's it's not it's it's problem solving for sure yeah i mean if you are a website solving. developer yeah, you are exactly. creative in however you are going to build out that website exactly. and even if you're i mean creativity lies in so many realms like you could be like a yeah. chef you could be a musician you could be a scientist and i mean the big scientific leaps came from a spontaneously creative idea or That's hypothesis true. or whatever um, from the innovators from from people willing to take chances on synergy essentially yeah, yeah. like you know the word du jour i think for this conversation is mm -hmm. right now what we're we're seeing in this new century is synergy both good and bad right and you know maybe tap into the potential of the hybrid yeah yeah you do you know the term like a renaissance man or whatever yeah the, yeah definitely the time where these people were you know a philosopher mathematician musician whatever yeah it's like those were the people who weren't just starving out in the like shackles or whatever they were probably the higher end of society they could afford to do those things yeah but if you can do one of those things you can do them all you might not be the best in every but like yeah there's such it a could connection. be a rank thing like i'm number one yeah. at doing the guitar and then number two at making cookies right and then yeah number three at you know swimming laps yeah and it goes on like yeah. you're, you're you have to like rank it for yourself as far as how important it is to you mm. how happy it makes you like how fulfilled you are after the activity right i think is how we translate happiness yeah how fulfilled how satisfied you are how content yeah peaceful yeah. Synonyms. Right. I have them. <laughs> They're everywhere. I have them. I got them all like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, and I think that um, 
I don't know if the barriers are, I don't know if the box, I think everything's becoming more fluid. Yeah. I think that, like, look at music, right? Like, yeah. it's really hard to discern, oh, this, this music or this band or this mm -hmm. artist is this genre and mm -hmm. this genre alone. Mm -hmm. Things are so kind of splot, like, just yeah. fluid everywhere. And I think that's kind of the same with culture is, like, yeah. you know, people that are good in this realm could probably be really good in this realm. It just yeah. depends on trying it and, like, you yeah. know, putting your foot forward. Speaking of putting your foot forward, how do you feel about 2021 coming up? Like, hmm. do you feel like the foot forward isn't going to, like, twist or I maybe think... a miss? I know it's a little early considering, like, there hasn't actually been a concession in place and no yeah. actual transition of power. But just, you know, using that phrase. I think... Um... I think it's going to be riots in the streets and martial law and Kamala Harris is going to rule with an iron fist. I, uh, I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm partially <laughs> believing it, though. Yeah, that's not, uh, let's just say that's not off the table. It's not off the um, table. It's I don't know. Not. I think, you know, not, not to be cynical, but I do think that a lot of, okay, the coronavirus is, is key, right? The election time, all the things that have been happening in the past four years are all part of it, but obviously the pandemic is the biggest, newest issue at hand mm -hmm. this past year. I, it is an issue. People are dying. People are getting sick. This thing needs to get under control, but I think the sensationalism of it, I, I'm, you know, and I got to preface this because this is what you do nowadays, but I'm not a Trump supporter, but I do think that the media... Mm -hmm majority being left not liking trump potentially sensationalizes the virus because it's therefore pushing trump down and mm -hmm. that's just like a tactic and you know i can't change the world whatever it is what it is these stations are just trying to make money whatever but Thank you know you. let's roll these up Perfect. but i think that so I don't know, the true issues of this pandemic and everything aren't going to go away overnight, but maybe the way we're looking at it and the way, like, the the pulse of the culture is for it can get better. You know, there's because everything's politicized. Like, wearing a mask is politicized the same way anything else was, like abortion. And it's just, it's this perfect storm of, like, confusion and hysteria and mm -hmm. anger and and really confusion because mm -hmm. even the scientists don't know. And that's not because they're not good scientists. It's because science is hard. And when something new is there and you're literally just poking at it, trying to figure it out, it's going to take time. and It's going to take brilliant minds. But, um, Dan, so let me not ramble to, no, no, I will to add something funny to that. It's like, you remember, it's always sunny. That episode. Which one? Uh, where Max says science makes you a bitch sometimes. Yeah. Or science is a liar sometimes. Yeah. You know, and There's it makes you look that. like because you know that's the thing is like we have to evolve mindsets. No, there. There's only a very few things that are static. Yes. You know, we breathe oxygen. You know, the sky is blue. Radiation comes from the sun, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. Everything else, I think, is still being understood because it's only. I mean, the scientific process has only taken off since like what the 1700s, 1800s. Something like that. Yeah things are still pretty relatively yeah. new and my whole thing is like okay at one point 
everyone in what was thought of like the educated civilized world yeah. or at least the world that the history books talk about the western world whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the galileo stuff right yeah at one point everyone thought everything rolled around the earth and then galileo and different people pointed out that it didn't mm-hmm. that shifted perspective and changed things and that was new information and everything changed around it, it. was copernicus i think that you right. sat on it but galileo had the data Okay, is that and what that, it was? And that's why he got in prison. And famously persecuted and all, yeah, exactly. in prison. And my point is just that at one point, we thought one thing as a civilization, yeah. and that had to change. Yeah. So why can't we think that what we know now, as much as we do know more, mm-hmm. that some of the things that we assume can change as well when we get more, better information? It's, it's not static. It's And also things also happen, like climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been anticipated for a while, but it's only really ramped up um, I think in the last like 30 years and then it's had to be rebranded several times. Like it used to be global warming. Right. Yeah. And then I think it's uh climate change now. It might, there also might be a global cooling as well. Mm-hmm. And the thing is when you, when you use pop science and the people reading these magazines or blogs or whatever, they don't have media literacy on top of it let alone scientific understanding. Yeah. It it really goes to show you like damaging public education across the board for the last like 30 to I want to say 40 years has created this detriment where they rely on talking head figures or or disembodied voices coming from their car radios to explain to them what the new facts are. Right. So in a way, we have been living this kind of 1984, suddenly we're at the war, where we've always been yeah. at the war with Eurasia or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's complicated. It's like, well, minds do change. Sometimes things aren't simple. And then that's why we get these complicated messes like coronavirus. Like the other day, I was doing my laundry at a coin laundry. I was in my car, driver's seat, just chilling. These people next to me, this girl, oh my god, she was hashtag COVIDiot. <laughs> like she, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter all the time, and what? we we, to- we toss that around all the time. But what do you she, mean, someone who's overreacting? Or she said that she didn't believe that it was a real threat. Oh, oh that, that it was basically the flu. That everyone was treating it wrong. That you know, fuck everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like she was really, really upset, and it was the same kind of vitriolic stuff that's being spread on Facebook, on Fox News, mm-hmm. um, in various WhatsApp groups as well as like QAnon, let's QAnon. say. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely it struck me and her companion was very spectacle or um uh, not spectacle, uh, uh skeptical and she was like, Yeah, don't be an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she was calling him an idiot just because she was saying that the virus was developed here mm-hmm. and then taken to Wuhan and then somehow she was saying that she was saying that interesting yeah never i haven't heard that take <laughs> yeah so that take is by this woman who i guess was a researcher under fauci maybe the way she said it she said lady researcher developed this virus it was patented here took it to wuhan released it and then it was just became gibberish at that point i, I couldn't even like yeah have a handle and i was like it was so convoluted it was like i guess in a movie plot i could see that working but i think um, and things stranger than fiction have been happening in 2020 but it's just it felt 
like wet markets for the last several outbreaks were the issue, mm-hmm. not manufactured viruses. Yeah. And what would be the benefit of a virus like that with no immediate cure? You know, I don't know. And to your point about um, movie scenario, yeah. I think often the truth is somewhere between the movie scenario and the most boring explanation, right? Like, yeah. it's not the most sensational thing that the headlines want it to be, but it's also maybe not the most benign thing, and it's probably somewhere in the middle. I mean, Occam's Razor it usually is very benign or, or mm. simple or, like, once you look at the big picture, like, oh, that makes sense. Right, yeah. I've The idea of it being a laboratory made virus yeah and I, then released well my in another country i the thing i heard that i thought was interesting and it kind of swayed me to think it could be true is the way that it's affecting everyone so differently like there you know there are obviously these pre um pre expo pre uh what's the word like people are you know have a predisposition to it affecting them negatively. Oh, immune, immune compromised people. Yeah, whether you're overweight, whether you have a terrible asthma already, yeah. it's a respiratory thing. Like, re- there's all these factors for sure. Yeah. But there are like young people that it just wrecks, and there are young people that it doesn't. And it's it seems very random, you could say maybe the effect it has on people, which makes it seem a little bit more synthetic and specific than like a typical influenza strain or a coronavirus strain well the fact that it's mutated already yes um, i mean it's a mutation of something i I think i think uh it's been mutated two or three times now i think it's the more school children are in schools right now i think it could develop toward them Mm -hmm. instead of just using them as carriers it could actually work to like understand their young systems yeah and then we could have a new virus that just targets Younger children, which is why I'm very, very scared. That's um, sad. Yeah, it's a it's, sad uh, thing to wonder. I know. And I, I think, you know, to get off this, because it's like move that whole phrase of like, what is the foot we're putting forward Yeah. Um, for 2021? And we're on this co- like conversation of coronavirus. It's very complicated. We have a lot of people who don't believe in the facts. And I was just listening to um, the radio station. I think it was a PBS or something or what have you but they were talking about how there's easily 40 million people out there that just won't follow protocol right in different states so because they're in different states that's why the outbreak outbreak can't be handled very well yeah for sure so yeah and my take just a book in that about it being like potentially a synthetically like in a laboratory thing is that What I think, what I would bet my money on is that people were trying to develop a virus or studying a virus and it accidentally got out. More than this like grand conspiracy to like affect the world because that seems more logical where this center for biological research in Wuhan, they're probably working with viruses every day looking for cures and things for different things and it could have been an accident. Well, well, yeah, things like... Or it could have come from a bat. Things like the wet market. (laughs) Like the wet market itself is very normal in Asia. So it isn't that they should outlaw wet markets. They should outlaw illegal bushmeats and mm. and make wet markets as hygienic as possible. Right. I think hygiene is actually a big concern in China. The last time I looked, which was last year, um, around this time when, you know, this was starting to become more of a thing, I was, like, watching it pretty carefully. Because a guy I liked was going to Hong Kong all the time for work, and I was like, I really? want to yeah. make sure he's okay and stuff. But um, 
looking at it, they they've had a lot of sanitation issues across across the country. Yeah. And the further out in the sticks, the less that they For can sure. regulate it. Like everything else. Right. But you know, they did they did consciously go lax on regulations that were put after the last SARS outbreak. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And I think like around sixty to seventy K Americans died from that mm-hmm. under Obama and then that's why they came up with this new task force. Yeah. That um forty five just immediately trashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of things just got band aided, ripped off uh in his first couple of years. That'll probably just be reinstated now. Yeah. Or hopefully. Um we'll we'll see about that. But we'll see. coronavirus obviously is complicating twenty twenty one as far as like yes. the foot forward, you think? Yeah, and yeah, so I don't um, you know, life isn't usually as sensational as a movie, so I don't think the whole martial law or, you know, uh, just dystopian-esque reality is necessarily going to come upon us anytime soon, but yeah. I think that uh, a lot of, like, cultural norms and cultural accepted things and, and the way we operate are going to be affected Maybe permanently, if not for a long time. Oh, yeah, permanently. We're going to be wearing masks for the rest of our lives because it isn't You think just, so? No. Um, I listened to Michael Moore's podcast, and it was actually kind of frightening. He actually spoke to several experts, and they said that if it isn't coronavirus, it's going to be another virus. It is, Because it's, yeah. it's a result of climate change, they said. Oh, okay. Yeah. The shifting it, climates. And to the idea of synergy, right? And yeah. ecosystem, like... There's a there's a balancing of populations yeah. when they become overgrown and no. and that happens in nature you know by yeah. different factors not just uh, oh. some conspiracy. Insert insert the office meme from Dwight that there should be a new plague. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it's a I don't know. Um, everything is so complex and confusing. And to your point about forty million people or whatever. Uh, you know, people in a certain sector, political belief or conspiracy belief, not wanting to follow these protocols. You said um, that they don't want to believe the facts. And I think a lot of the reason yeah. they don't want to believe the facts is because facts change or our understanding of the facts change are, mm-hmm. are what people say from the top. Say, they say one thing here, a week later it's changed and people take that as distrust. And sometimes it might be completely accurate for like to take it as distrust and to take it as you people don't know what the hell you're doing versus Mm -hmm. sometimes it's also that they're doing the best they can Mm -hmm. and they got new information and they redirected and changed course. And that is also very understandable. And so I think people are just crazed and sensationalized by everything that's on social media. Yeah, social media, like we said, we, we, we talked about that on the trail. Like, that is, like, a big complication, not just for politics, but for, like, regular dialogue between person to person, I think, you know. Um, and I'm actually really happy every time I'm off social media. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. That seems to be a norm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that seems to be the Who average would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's why. I don't know if it's why, but their whole, you know, their biggest goal for the sake of the bottom line is to keep you on it as much as possible. And yet it's, I think everyone would agree that the more time you take off of it, the better your mental health. So it's really interesting. I'm sorry. I just, I started snickering because I thought of Zuckerberg getting fuckerberged because now Biden's in office and Mm. now there might actually be fucking regulations on or sanctions on Facebook for spreading false election information because for a long time Zuckerberg was sucking up to Trump. 
That's a, and I'm not against that um, initiative, but don't you find that that's a very sticky thing? It like, is. Like, how do you determine that? Like, it is. Not even just political. Like, let's say new science And I'm comes not out. even sure I would want the Biden-Harris admin to be in charge of it. But the right. Thing Who is, do you put in charge The of thing it? is, it has to be handled sooner than later. Um, and for this uh, for this yeah. alone, that we're going to come across more elections. Right. And they can't all be fucking high stakes like this. People are going to get exhausted. They're mm-hmm. going to tune out. They're not going to want to care. They're going to say, like, what does it matter? We keep running into this problem over and over. And I think a lot of people are going to want to take it to the streets because they feel so... Uh, like the political system isn't answering their woes. I think or we're whatever. really close. Like if Biden isn't doesn't deliver on housing, jobs, healthcare within the hundred days, yeah, yeah, I think he might actually resign and put Kamala in charge by two hundred. You think? I'm you pretty think he sure he would resign. I think he will. I don't. I think hmm. the election really taxed his health. He's already kind of doddering. Of course. Um, and I have seen many, many clips that were suppressed by the mainstream media. Yeah, or of um, him being out a little old. Um, did more... you see his, uh, sorry to cut you off, but did you see his uh, acceptance speech? No. The other day, he like jogged out when Kamala Harris introduced him. He like had a, a pretty brisk in dress shoes jog, and it was hilarious because yeah. he was sending a message, which, you know, fair enough. No, no, but, yeah, um, and I, I'm not going like, to spout <laughs> anything like, um controversial like or you know anything conspiracy theory about how he got that energy all of a sudden right right um all i'm gonna say is he's already unpopular Mm -hmm. by such a degree that i know fox news alone is going to be hounding the differences and sooner or later blood's Mm going to be in the water people are going to want ratings so they're going to like start to find any story they can rather than unity yeah they're going to think about their own interests the only reason they were so unified this time was because trump was that common threat but right. i think it's very taxing to take care of a nation and he's not in the best of ways so if his approval rating isn't doing very well if he's not delivering on stuff he will give the reins over to kamala do you think he would do that though? Yeah, like he that, would want, I like that would come from him. I versus... think, I think either by two hundred days, I said max two years. I think he would try to hold out for two years, and he would step aside because of his age more than I being think, able to deliver on promises. Uh, both, yeah. both. I think he would be able to do four years if it was a regular presidency. Okay, um, not but, so crazy. But these are yeah, but these are extraordinary times because. We're not even anticipating what's going to happen in the next week. Things can just happen that quickly. And he um, he doesn't show show the capabilities of, of responding to things the way he needs to. He barely won the election. He was saying gaff after gaff, like there were clips of him telling Latino voters, you should vote for Trump. There was... Of Biden saying that? I was Biden saying that. I didn't see that. I saw the, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black man thing. I saw that. Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) He has been very antagonistic since the start of the primaries. Like, he was poking a man, a potential voter in the chest. Oh, I think I know. Yeah. Yeah, and he was actually voting for um, Stoyer or whatever, not Bernie. And Bernie was, like, on Biden's mind, like, as nipping at his heels. Because he was the progressive popular candidate. Mm. 
Um, in an ideal world, it would have been down to Biden and Bernie, and I think we all know what the result would have been. Um, but I think the whole long-standing rambling behind this is that he naturally, I think, has this opinion of himself as a uniter when he's more of a uniter for the right. Mm. Like, he is more willing to put olive branches for a very divisive minority rather than the broad um, progressive needs of the many. Mm. And I think that if he tries to push for compromise and he's obstructed, I think it's going to really wear on him because maybe deep down he does care. I don't want to think of him as sociopathic, but I have, I have seen some early clips of Biden in the seventies that make me shook. Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody who gets into anything, yeah, you know, it's a little ego based and anybody who's in anything for years and years and years and still go, you know, yeah, I mean, He's in the game for that's why when you said he would step down on his own, I'm like, I don't know if someone who's been trying to be the president for decades and finally is would give that up unless he literally I think being president for two years, like uh, he's like, what, 77. So he would basically be done by the time he's 80 years old. Yeah. I mean, if he if he did resign um, at the two year mark, I think physically, just physically him being able to handle it. Um, cause I think sooner or later, Fox news is going to get on that. They're going to really handle I mean, have they not been already? I would assume not, the whole sleepy Joe thing. I not, mean... not as much as they could have been because they really didn't have a leg to stand on with Trump in office. Yeah. So it, it felt kind of like hypocritical in a way like they could do it, but it wasn't very effective. Yeah. Yeah. But now with a new potential contender coming up, a younger contender, that's, you know, came from harvard law potentially um they have they have several names floating for for the republican 2024 election which i think is like we haven't even dealt with this when you uh, yeah. stop it <laughs> I and know. it's, it's it, both sides are doing this they're like talking about michelle obama running or aoc and that's the problem is that they're so focused on that they're, and beating the other team than like the fucking problems the that every american yeah. is trying to deal with let go of the personality cult and just focus on the policies and take care of the country as it is anyway yeah um like i honestly think with very a very vocal youthful republican conservative representation and this whole idea that biden won because america is more center right which is a lie um i think he would actually resign by the two-year mark because the stress the stress would get to him not just the stress of taking care of a nation in need of health care in need of racial justice because the left is going to be fighting him True. And he's going to be getting from both sides. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I'm saying it's right. it's not just the, the situation. Like, basically, everyone is going to have to either unify, and I, I mean everyone, not just the left right. Democrats. Everyone's going to have to unify, or everyone's going to keep fighting each other, and we're going to get something even worse than Trump. I was just saying that today because, you know, people want to say, like, no. Fuck all these Trump supporters. You guys are all idiots and middle middle of the country, like, dummies. Okay, like, let's just say they all are. Yeah. We should extend a little bit of pity and sympathy or at least hope to, like, get them out of that. Yeah. And maybe... And, and the people Ignoring that just... Ignoring rural voters 
under the Obama years is partially what got them well, there. Well, exactly. But it's like if you are going, if you're so progressive and you have and you're yeah. the party of compassion, then like, yeah. you if you're gonna say that these people are just useless, then what do we do with them if it, they're part of our country? Yeah. I'd like to take the optimistic and hopeful and like what I think is the wise thing to do, which is say, let's at least try yeah. to all get on the same page about things that we can get on the same page about yeah. instead of just like writing half of these people off, writing half of those people and, off. And to his credit, Biden is saying that, which is good, because I feel like um, Hillary Clinton uh, wouldn't have done that. Right. She wouldn't have made a point of like identifying that. I think she would have been more self-centered. So I think whoever wrote Biden's speech or if it really did come from his perspective, because he has been... Con- consistent on that at least on unification um and patience right i like that the most yeah that i'm not gonna shit on biden until i see what he does and he's already planning on going to work yeah his who he appoints to cabinet is gonna be very key yeah and overall the left is very unhappy but he's a right-leaning candidate is that what you mean when you say that they portray america as being center right and that's not true because you're saying that the reason biden won isn't because he's so left it's because people were gonna people on any side of the left were definitely not voting for trump and then he was also center or center right enough to grab people who are maybe in the middle or maybe even typically vote republican but think trump's ridiculous like is that what you mean he got 10 percent of the republican vote okay which is a substantial i don't know 10% 10% of 90% is. of a party, and he veered right to attract those, those right. votes. Right, yeah. So, Whereas Bernie wouldn't have, was your point. Bernie, yeah. Bernie wouldn't have. And in a lot of ways, um, it was like pulling teeth to get people to vote for Biden this election. Even people on the left, you mean? Oh, very much yeah. so. Very much so. Um, a lot of people really meant it when they said they'll hold their nose like to them yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know hrc was a deplorable to use her word candidate and biden was is in effect responsible for a lot of racial injustice in this country mm-hmm. as well as like the Hyde amendment and many many other things that are kind of tripping um democrats up sure you know every time a democrat is in office they aren't as ineffectual or they are ineffectual because they keep chasing the right. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, and and they keep chasing the right. And it's, it's like, they want that acceptance, but if they just follow the beat of their own drum, like Carter did, I think Carter was deposed under unique circumstances due to international, um, complications. Like I think, um, Iraq Contra, like mm-hmm. played a part in it. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but not very. Not I think oil, oil was like a big thing, and he was ahead of the curve as far as like anticipating environmentalism. I think we needed a candidate like that to address climate change, and the fact that Joe Biden is for fracking, for for instance, and he was very insistent on that, and Kamala was as well, as well as not defunding. That's, that's for an economic reason. Uh, you know, right? I mean, isn't it more about the jobs in the industry that if they just said, okay, this is illegal. It's, it's, it's not worth it when you're trying to address climate change. You can't address climate change and then also be pro-fracking. The two, True, but when... I don't, let me, there, there's ways of addressing job growth through climate change sure. recognition, 
and you can get rid of fracking. How about this? Can you be pro-climate change and also not hard on China? What do you think about that? Can you... I'm sorry, I'm... I'm... Meaning, let me just say what I'm really saying. Yeah. China and India are the biggest polluters, and I think we're either 10 or 13, somewhere around that, of the world's uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. Not meaning that we shouldn't do anything, but just meaning that we won't be able to move the needle if those countries don't. I think something like that should be internationally agreed upon. Sure, and that's like what the, I mean. The Paris, How the do Paris you get... Agreement was a good one. And I think India is actually doing way better on emissions. They are than China. Than China. Uh, China. So that's why I said China. How do you bring new... them on board? Uh, I think... Um, I think international sanctions, I don't think it's Joe Biden's or America's place to tell other countries, hey, get your shit in order without getting our shit in order first. Great. Yes, that's very fair. Yeah, I, I really think it would and be... And we can't do that if we are the country known for the iPhone and we get our iPhones made over in China because it's cheap to do that and yet they're the biggest polluters and yet we're going to... It's just so such a mess. It, you know? it is, it is. And, and you're a hypocrite by default. Like, it's hard not to be. Exactly. I have this smartphone, you know, and this is actually three years old. Sure. I yeah. I really don't want to continue to participate in this plan obsolescence. Yeah, yeah. I have this laptop that is basically, if you blow on it, it just starts, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. a MacBook I've had for eight years, and I, I also can't afford another laptop, but I also don't want to participate in an economic yeah. cycle that rewards Apple for not just, you know, ignoring its consumer needs, but also taking advantage of practical slave labor. Yeah. And then also the environmental aspect. Environmental of and stuff. then emboldening and strengthening China's position yes. on the international financial sector because that's they're cheap. You know, they and then once they're the only place you can get things done, they'll raise the rates. Once China's the only place you can get yeah, things done? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's why I think all of those things go hand in hand, the economic factor uh, with the emissions factor, which is that, like, mm -hmm. their lack of putting regulation, environmental regulations on companies is does factor into how cheap that labor still is, along with, you know, many other socioeconomic reasons. But 20, 2021 is going to be very... Interest. I think the whole decade is going to be just like the 2020 decade mm -hmm. because we're going to be running into um, reoccurrences of coronavirus if we don't have proper uh, universal health care or something like it. If we don't have jobs that prop up um, climate change, you know, like help help like the environment heal itself as much as it can. Like basically we have. A timeline of less than 18 months to barely turn things around to prevent even further damage and a lot of damage has been done during the trump years for sure yeah like, trump like you said the silver lining is that he exasperated and exposed these systems in place that were flagging or limping along like the post office was limping along for a long time um let's see uh the u.s educational system was also like there were a lot of holes there that had to be addressed that weren't yeah. i think there were missed opportunities in the neoliberal democrat years that they didn't plug up these holes or because to your point they were chasing the right they were chasing the right and then they were obstructed and yeah, then yeah. everything had to be done through the executive branch and then that could be repealed very easily yes which i think biden is also gonna have to do 
he's going to do a lot of executive orders like day right. one. Yeah, the same way Trump did. And that's kind of the problem with yeah. this country teeter-tottering back and forth every four or eight years is that we we do kind of edge forward just because life and things outside of politics edge forward. Socially, yeah, but, yeah. But the, the political, it's like a um, it's like a bottleneck, you know, for for full on progress. Um, I think nine eleven really did a blow to our social culture because we yes. were on like this ramping progressivism, and then we rescinded back. We like drew back into ourselves and became more conservative and traditional. And then that's when I think a lot of bigotry started to like pop up mm -hmm. you know more outward bigotry i should say like toward lgbt toward black people you know people of color um because those people post 9 11 were the most vulnerable because they were different mm -hmm. you know um and they didn't fit this this box that was pre-approved by the current admin and i think in a lot of ways the teeter-tottering goes into do you feel represented socially in the white house and that's why obama was so celebrated especially post 2008 i believe was when um or was it 2009 when gay marriage was legalized through the supreme court i don't remember they were he was against it though he was asked well, about Hillary it clinton i mean people say the like yeah. talking point of like you know trump was for gay marriage or before clinton was yeah. and it's like well yeah and that doesn't change the game altogether it but, doesn't but that is true and that's again i think because they were chasing the right <laughs> you they know were what chasing I mean? the right or they actually had this conservative opinion yeah you know, personally because, because for them it was semantics it was about language yeah you know i think for everyone it was about language of like okay you make every these same-sex couples jump through hoops to get companionship but then like a drunk girl and guy can just like get hitched within like 10 minutes right meaning like the sanctity of marriage like so it are wasn't, you really it wasn't yes. equal across the board that's a really good point and I, I don't think in a lot of ways it is but um i think this is a good part one for a podcast we should like talk more some other time yeah yeah because uh yeah we talked for like 40 minutes and i gotta get going yeah that's cool yeah, i always have to get up. going after a podcast like if you ever listen to the first podcast episode <laughs> i basically after like 35 minutes well i gotta go meet a client sorry yeah. bye well that's life um so to be continued yeah to be continued okay we'll talk more about dating stuff another time yeah